0: Selena, and hello everyone, and welcome to Sweet TNTV. Where hey, y'all, where we celebrate Nikki's anniversary. Happy <laughs> anniversary, Nikki. <laughs> You. To you my wedding Kyle. anniversary. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Happy anniversary to the planet. Which one?
1: You haven't romanced me enough <laughs> today for it to be our anniversary. Ah, yes. Okay, I'll bear that in mind.
0: <laughs> um Well, but I also thought that this could be um, a nice little segue into the main um, episode. But to first uh talk a little bit about what you did for your anniversary, because a little birdie called our friendship and our social media told me that you had a little something on your bucket list. Yeah. Yeah,
1: It came off. We went to Key West. uh, And we went specifically because I wanted to go to Dry Tortugas National Park, Mm -hmm. which is the most remote national park. It is 70 miles off the coast of Key West.
0: Yeah, good. Because I know we've talked about it, but I needed some reminders on what made it like uh, significant and special. I mean, um, You know, the videos
1: make it real. That's a fort, right? So it's a fort Mm -hmm. out um, on an island by itself that was built in the 1800s, I think. It was never actually finished. They thought it would be um, a stronghold for the U.S. to have this outpost there. And then they just never finished it because turns out naval warfare wasn't where it was at. Um, And so now it's just this random island out Like I said, 70 miles off the coast. We had to take a ferry. It was um, a two and a half hour ferry ride. Oh, God. Oh, man. And the water was rough. I have never seen a greener looking group of people than what was on that boat that day. Were you one of them? Uh, Not really, which is Mm -hmm. surprising because I do tend to get like a little bit seasick, especially on big boats like that. Um, But no, I did fine. I was mostly just tired because the other thing is this um, excursion sells out. So you have to buy tickets in advance. They only let 200 people on the island a day. You have to buy tickets in advance. Kyle and I booked like two and a half months ago, two months ago, and they were already sold out. So like the week before the trip, I went into a spiral and was just like, how can I get tickets to this thing? So I randomly joined a Key West Facebook group. I had to put a profile picture. I only have a burner Facebook account. I don't use Facebook anymore, but I have an account. It's a really
0: weird way to put that. <laughs> I know.
1: Everybody kind of looks at me weird when I say that, but I don't know how to ex- else to describe it. Right. Like it's just sort of this like- You don't do Facebook, but you need it for certain things. I need an like account. Logging in. Exactly. I they really
0: like integrate it into our full
1: life cycle, which
0: I find- annoying
1: it's it's intense so to join this Facebook group you have to meet these certain criteria and one is you have to have a, a profile picture now I can't figure out how to remove my profile picture I'm afraid people like actually will start trying to friend me again it's gonna be a whole thing but anyway so I joined this group and I just put this post up and was like hey we're going does anybody have two tickets they're trying to sell and nobody was trying to sell them But somebody did say there's a standby list and it goes up at 6.15 every day that they're going out to sale. And if you get there in time, put your name on the standby list and they go in order of who's on the list. So you want to get there early. So Kyle and I got there at 4.50 in the morning and waited until 6.15.
0: This is like some real commitment, but
1: you made it. (laughs) I think if Kyle hadn't been there to push me, I probably wouldn't have done it. Yeah. But he was, I, because I was feeling guilty. I was like, this is your vacation. Like, and he was like, no, this means a lot to you. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. So we got there at 4.50. We waited till 6.15 and we were the, obviously the first people on the list. Um, and one other guy showed up at 6.14 He also ended up on the boat with us because we were the only four people on standby that day. We were numbers 179 and 180 out of 200. So they had some extra tickets sitting somewhere. I don't know where they came from, but we got them. So we got to go. So for me being on the boat, I was mostly just really tired. Sure. I just was, we had also just gotten into Key West the night before. So I was just really exhausted. So I wasn't super seasick like other people around us, but yeah. Yeah. But it was worth it. It was really cool. And so you can go snorkeling around the island. There are like no rules. Yeah, I was
0: going to ask, like, what what did you do?
1: There were no, they didn't really have boundaries for where you couldn't snorkel with the exception of like the moat wall, which is the um, video I was just showing you. There's like a moat that runs around the island, around the fort. You can't swim in the moat because I think it's because it's stagnant water. It doesn't look very good. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was a piece of the wall that had collapsed and they don't want you snorkeling around there because they're trying to restore it. Exactly. Well, I mean, that's part of it, too. Mm -hmm. Um, But other than that, you can snorkel wherever you want. You can go through the fort. You just walk through and look at things. And um, they had lunch for us from the ferry. The only rule with the lunch is you can't eat inside the fort. Otherwise, he's like, you can eat in the water. You can eat on the beach. You can eat at the picnic table, like wherever you want. You can eat it over here. You can eat it over there. (laughs) Just not in the fort. Um, and they had, uh, the lunch was actually really good. I was kind of expecting like peanut butter and jelly, but it was Jersey Mike subs. Oh yeah. Like real deal. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's like an actual natural national park that I got to go visit out in the middle of nowhere. And, uh, it was amazing. It lived up to my expectations. The water was just incredibly blue. Mm -hmm. It's called dry tortugas and tortuga means turtle. So I was expecting maybe some turtles or something, uh, I didn't see any. Really? I didn't think the snorkeling was all that great there, so I went snorkeling. But okay. the visibility wasn't great. I think there there had been a rainstorm on our way over, which was partly why the water was so choppy. Yeah. So I think maybe it just brought in some there. lack of clarity. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I don't think the snorkeling was that great, but the fort was really cool, and on the way back we ended up talking to um a really nice lady from Ohio who was trying to avoid seasickness and they had told her if she watched the horizon. So she was sitting across from us and just kind of staring behind us. And finally she was like, I'm watching the horizon so I don't throw up. I just don't want you to think I'm staring at you, which led us into talking for two hours. And, and she was like, guys lovely. are
0: getting together this weekend. And-
1: We're going to travel together. Yeah. No, her and her daughter, she was with her daughter and a friend and they had just visited all the national parks in Florida. Cause there are like four oh. national parks in Florida. Oh, okay. That's reasonable. Um. So they had just visited them all in one fell swoop. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, but that was really cool. I did do a, a key lime pie tour. Um, Wait, official or unofficial? Unofficial. Is this a, this my is my own. Nikki's key. This is my own key lime pie tour. So what I was telling Selena is there's lots of. Yeah, I don't know what's going going
0: happening. Where's our? What, okay.
1: Oh, I couldn't bring <laughs> it, it back like for a you. Sounds like Nikki's nibble. It melts. I know. Yeah, but it didn't fit You're in not with anything. Busy. I've also Googled key lime pie day. It's not till September. Okay. So now I have to figure out, um, we'll some time. <laughs> when, when I can put together a reel, but I got to try, I think three key lime pies. Okay.
0: Now, are, is it too much to go into to say like, did you have your best key lime pie there? Or you, you want to save that?
1: I did have you my did best have okay. pie there. Okay. Um, well, that, I
0: guess it would be a real letdown, I guess, if you didn't.
1: Yeah, I think so. There was one more I really wanted to try, but I told Selena I got a stomach bug at the end of the trip. So on our anniversary at our anniversary dinner, we had lined it all up. So we went to the restaurant that has presumably the best key lime pie, or like it's a top two between this restaurant and another one. It um, is. But I had to stop eating my dinner early because I did not feel well. And then she didn't offer us dessert. So we didn't ask. Um, so I didn't get to try it there. But I tried it at another place, um, which was, I think, the best. It had a really tall meringue, which Kyle um, doesn't care for. He's the more traditionalist. He likes the you do or you don't.
0: I don't like meringue that much either. I like Italian meringue. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's like fine. But I, I'm I'm much more about the crust and the
1: the pie filling. Well, I'm gonna show Selena this this one. Oh, that's
0: beautiful, though. So
1: to me, that I was can the still best. I
0: Appreciate the beauty of it. I mean, that the meringue on that. For those of you who can't see, <laughs> it's all of you, um, is. Far taller. It could be a little bit of the angle, but it looks like it's far taller than the actual
1: key. Oh, it is for line, sure. It is part. for sure. Mm-hmm. This was Kyle's favorite. Sorry, guys. I wish I could share It's got a beautiful torch
0: on the top of it, too.
1: This was mm-hmm. Kyle's favorite. This was a place called um, Kermit's, uh-huh. and so that they also had, I don't know if you saw that at the end, it's a chocolate-dipped piece of key lime pie, so it is literally oh, okay. a slice of key lime pie dipped in chocolate, That's and fun. then they give it to you like a popsicle, um, that was also really good. So, yeah, the key lime pie was delicious.
0: I like to think that Publix's is pretty solid. Oh, uh-huh. uh huh. Because they're a Florida chain. Oh, that makes sense. That's, yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I love a good slice
1: of key lime pie. So, I'm, I'm so happy for you. Well, the real showstopper of the whole trip. So, I got to do my bucket list item, which was dried tortugas. Mm-hmm. I got to have key lime pie, like four slices or five slices. They also have everything you've ever wanted flavored key lime. So, like, we brought the kids back some key lime jelly beans, um, everything. They have body wash that's key lime pie flavored. I don't know. Um, Uh that's a choice. But I had already booked a snorkeling excursion for us on Sunday because I wasn't sure dry tortugas was going to work out. Mm-hmm. So we took a catamaran like two miles out into the ocean where the reef sits off the coast of Key West. And my whole goal in life is to snorkel with as many sea turtles as possible, as you know about me. Um, so part of the promise of this is that sea turtles do live on the reef. You could potentially see them. Mm-hmm. So we snorkeled out and I was looking around seeing beautiful fish, like aquarium level stuff here. Oh, nice and suddenly I heard my name and so I popped up and Kyle was like they saw a sea turtle over here and so I swam over as fast as I could and I was like I don't see a sea
0: turtle what if it had been a sea turtle that had said your name that would be amazing
1: (laughs) (laughs) so we had a joke that Trevor my sea turtle from Mexico sent his cousins out to come visit me
0: right so and this is what Kyle's alerting to you so Kyle's alerting me to a sea turtle so I
1: swim over there he disappears and I don't see anything so finally there's a guy swimming there and I was like hey did you guys see a sea turtle? And he goes, yeah, it was like right here, but I can't find it now. He was like, it's buried in some of the seaweed down there. So I looked again and I found him. And he was glorious and his name is Sandy. Oh, um, I was hoping there was a the name. It was. It was amazing. And so I popped up and told everyone I could that he was there. And so people started coming over, which scared him away. Oh, yeah. But I swam with them a little ways, and I got to see them. But I wanted other people to see them, too, because I think everybody wants oh, to see a sea turtle. Come back, <laughs> Like
0: Halfway out into the ocean.
1: Um, did, and, well, and you shared it on social media, which
0: was really nice. That was a nice treat for me while I was here with all the rest of the mortals.
1: <laughs> well, it was... Uh, that was, that was amazing. Uh, and then they took us on this kayak. So this is where I got a little cheesed off because it was a two-part day. The first part was snorkeling and the second part was kayaking okay. and kayaking the mangroves, which are... Oh, um, that's fun. I thought so. Okay. They were like, you might be able to see manatee. You could see sea turtles. I yeah. swear to you, Selena, the water never got deeper than probably like... A foot and a half. A manatee cannot swim in a foot and a half water. They're huge. I also have snorkeled with manatees. They can't fit in that water. It's also
0: been on social media.
1: So cheesed off. So we didn't see any of that. It was kind of lame. And I was like, man, I would have rather snorkeled this whole day instead of kayaking.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like, I don't know if you go uh, tubing and it's a drought. Right, I've done so that just before bust in Helen. In your butt the whole way, and yes, it hurts, Helen. and
1: you're like, "Ouch! Ouch! I mean, ouch!"
0: It looked like I had been in a part of a catastrophe when I got
1: out of that wall. I have only ever been. I've been tubing in Helen probably half a dozen times. Only one was at full pool,
0: Broad River. Man, that's where you got to oh,
1: go. Oh yeah, got to go to Broad River. Uh, I don't think I've ever done that one. Oh, actually,
0: I was kayaking. I don't even know if you can. T- I guess you could,
1: but it might be a little. That'd be a little scary. <laughs> that's definitely. I know you can tube it. down the Chattahoochee mm-hmm. in Shoot like, the hooch. yeah, well, that's what Helen is. That's true. This is the upper hooch. Yeah. We, my stepdad and I went kayaking. Uh, they used to have a kayak outpost in Swanee um, near the Chattahoochee River. Oh, and really? we did a kayak there that was really fun, mm-hmm. but they, uh, they're not there anymore, but they will let you tube. They'll put you in, in kind of like the Duluth area and let you float down and then they bring you back up. There's anyway, that. not QS. Key West, Uh, I was telling Selena off air that Key West was not quite what I was expecting it to be, Um, but it's it's like, a big party town, and there's, like, a lot of drinking and a lot of partying. Duval Street feels... And what's
0: the average age?
1: uh, I average? Maybe, like,
0: 63, 64. There's a part of me that, like, loves it. Like, they're just just ready to go live their best life. They're tired. Yeah. They're just living it up. I mean, if you're also if you're retired at 63, good for you. You that really is, are living it up. That already. doesn't happen for everyone. What's the retirement age now?
1: 77. I don't know. I stopped checking. <laughs> I just know when I'm it's eligible to retire. Yeah. Um. But one cool thing that I didn't realize till it was too late is we had walked past Jimmy Buffett's recording studio hmm. like five times. I had no idea that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. It's just this like totally unassuming white building right near, almost right near where we got on the ferry to go over to Dry Tortugas. But apparently he's recorded there. Zach Brown is recorded there. Like it's a big deal. So that's neat. We didn't see anybody famous while we were down there, but
0: that you know of that I didn't even know you were at Jimmy Buffett's studio. Maybe he's like low key.
1: I think the only maybe the only thing we didn't do that I think we both kind of wished we had had more time to do is rent. Um, I looked it up. You can rent a Jeep for like $200 for 24 hours, which I don't think is that bad. You're responsible for filling it up with gas, but I didn't think that was that bad. And you can ride up the highway that connects all the keys to the mainland of Florida. Mm-hmm. And I wish we had done that because it does look beautiful, but we yeah. just sort of ran out of steam and time Yeah, because we were busy all day Saturday, all day Sunday, and then our anniversary, I was sick. And then we came back, so we didn't do that, but that's probably the only thing I would have done differently. The rest of the trip, I mean, we, we made the most of it. It was really
0: yeah. fun. Well, happy anniversary. Thank you. Welcome home. You've Thanks. been home a couple of days now, so several days. have. Yeah, laying days. in bed. Yeah. I'm glad that you're feeling better, Yeah, um, especially since you're here. Yeah. <laughs> no offense i've already i've already had some sort of stomach bug this year some set you know? and i also had it on my vacation you know so, oh
1: that's right yeah i do think this is like my second or third stomach bug in a year yeah you've you babies oh my god i just and i babies can't,
0: be bringing stuff home
1: this time kyle got it but i am usually the only adult that gets it yeah i don't i don't know why I can't figure out why. Well, you have a A sensitive (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, everybody needs to hear this. I do. I'm a little unsettled most of the time. But I take my probiotic. I try to get it all set up. (laughs) Try to work it out? Apparently, I'm just making a nice little home for all the viruses.
0: A wonderful life, if you will.
1: A wonderful for life. For all of the viruses. <laughs> I think that's Selena's not-so-subtle cue to move on from my stomach and move on to Designing Women, Season 4, Episode 22. We can dig into it if you want to. You just tell <laughs> no, me. No, we cannot. Wherever you want to go. <laughs> I think we've gone as far as I'm comfortable going. Uh, so this is called It's a Wonderful Life. Charlene is overcome with feelings of self-doubt after the birth of Olivia, and her highly emotional state has her believing that Bill is having an affair. Air date March 19th, 1990. We're calling this one Big Old Mom Blob. Did we decide we're comfortable with that? Yes. Perfect. <laughs> and it's written by Tom Bray and Michael A. Ross. Selena's notes tell me <laughs> that uh, these writers appear a lot in LBT's universe. Each one of them will write a total of five Designing Women episodes, 15 of Evening Shade, and one Hearts of Fire episode. So uh, Tom Bray will appear on one episode of Hearts of Fire and also produce 37 episodes of Evening Shade. And Michael A. Ross is the actor who played Galen King in season one and Stan, the car salesman, just a few episodes back. Uh, Ross remains active with writer-producer credits on more recent shows, including Hot in Cleveland, Santa Clarita Diet, which is one of my favorite shows and ended way too soon. So good. And the new Rob Lowe show. Unstable. Yep. I don't know that show. It's very new. Do it's I know? him and his son. Maybe I do know it. it. Anywho, uh, he was also a co-executive producer. I added this one. He's mm. also a co-executive producer on the short-lived 2010-ish show, Rules okay. of Engagement. Yeah. Love that show. Yeah. He was a co-producer. Okay. All right. Uh, and he was also... Married to Marky Post, who starred in Heart Sapphire and like a billion other made-for-TV Night things. Court, I think is yes. her
0: most famous. One. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. she was in a lot. They have two daughter or they had two daughters together. Sadly, she passed away in 2021 after a four-year battle with cancer,
0: which I did not know. Um, I think I that did know it, but I
1: like I
0: did. There's like a there's two years in there where my brain doesn't that it didn't retain all the information i think it's because there were so many sad things happening yeah that like some of them fell out of my brain so like i if i did experience that i'd experience it again real time going through that and i just thought like i just had to i know that was a lot that i shared in the in our show notes this time but like i don't know like all those connections and yeah that connective tissue if you will I just thought that was really interesting
1: it's I think an important reminder of how you want to say incestuous just say it no I was gonna say how for a certain generation of us Linda Bledworth Thomason may not be a name we recognize uh-huh. do you know what I mean like you might not necessarily recognize that name but uh-huh. she she kind of threads through so many things that feel unassuming to me in uh-huh. some ways I don't know how to articulate that. There are like some there are other connections as we're going through this season in particular where certain actors showed up in random places. We just talked about blue collar comedy tours. You never they were are gonna bring together yeah. what those people are gonna do down the line. And I do think there
0: is something fascinating about that. That's why you live every day to your fullest. You do the best that you can do every day, because you never know whose life you're gonna change. Is that what it is? I don't know. <laughs> what day is it? You aren't. <laughs> Thanks for that weirdly motivational speech. Yeah, uh-huh. Am I living every day to its fullest? I don't know. Sometimes
1: I'm just trying to get by. So,
0: that's all right, too.
1: All right, so this one was directed by David Trainer. All right, general reaction stray observations. What you got in general, Selena? So I've got one fairly
0: minor general observation, and then I was hoping that we could chat a little more in depth about what's happening with Charlene in this one. Okay. Um. So we're rapidly approaching the end of season four. Sort of. <laughs> and I couldn't help but think while watching this one, if Delta Burke was having issues with the cast or others behind the camera this season, like, I just wouldn't know it. Because she is absolutely killing it. She's got the best lines, like, all season long. And she is just cooking. Mm-hmm. So I, that was just one thing that was really staying with me. What
1: about for you? I thought about that actually in um in our next the next episode I think that we're going to talk about. Um, I was thinking, it really just feels like they she's not having issues. Like you just can't tell. I mean, I think that's that's generally a rule in life. You just can't always tell. Right. Right. So, um, my most general reaction to this entire episode, which may or may not feed into the next point you wanted to make, which is we had this conversation recently with the bowling episode about the concept of it feeling really obvious sometimes Mm -hmm. when someone who's not a member of a group writes a storyline about a member of that group, you know, so we were saying like, this feels like the way women think men talk when women aren't around. It's not true to, to men. Um, In this episode, I have to give props to the writers, to um, Tom and Michael. I've already forgotten their names. Sorry, Tom and Michael. Yeah, to Tom and Michael, because I didn't get that sense at all. Um, And this is coming from someone who's had two children and been through postpartum twice. Mm. This didn't feel over the top or like any sort of anything other than someone who maybe has lived through that with their significant other, which led me to Googling. um, And I Mm. found out that Michael Ross's wife, Marky Post, delivered their second child just a few weeks after this episode aired. And she'd had one a few years prior in 1987. So presumably he had experience to draw from. Bray also had three kids, but Googling him felt really invasive. It wasn't like a quick Google, like... Michael Ross and Marky Post, it was really clear when they had their babies. But this other guy, I was like, I really feel like I'm digging too far into his personal information. But he had three kids and got married in the early 80s. So I'm guessing he was going through this experience at the same time. Right. So they were pulling from things that were real, which I think is why it, it rang true to me.
0: And and on that note, I think, are we okay to have this conversation about I guess. Charlene? Yeah. I think on that note, exactly what you're saying there. I actually found this one to be really tough. Mm. Um, and you know, Charlene is like, she's like the light of the show. So I, I, I don't want to be like overly dramatic here, but it's kind of my role on the show. Um, but to see that light go out, to see her hurt, um, it was hard for me. Mm-hmm. Like on, um, the, I mean, I, we obviously have to watch these a couple of times usually. So, uh, you know, I know Jean Smart's a good actor, but the level of exhaustion that I saw her experiencing, it just, it, it felt really visceral. And, um, you know, they were playing her retelling of that awful appointment that she had her first time in the field. I think they said it. Um, but, like, as a joke. But it just it just felt real. It felt terrible. Like, none, like, it didn't. Like, yes, I could see how it's funny. And, like, that's, like, that thing that I would find funny in, like, two years or right. something. Or at least a week. yeah I need a week with that one. If I wake up and I've got spots on the front of my shirt, and I've been asleep and then I fall down in the lobby and I have to get carried out like I'm going to need some time to process that and then I'm going to think it's hilarious 15 minutes later I just don't know um so I don't know does any of that
1: how did that how did it land with you I think that the genius in writing that into the storyline was for people like me who are a few years removed from experiences like that who yeah. can laugh at it and be right. like oh man that did suck Mm -hmm. because there your body does crazy things when you're exhausted your body does crazy things when it's healing from delivering babies and so it all just in that first month or two months it all just comes together in a horrible way um so i it was funny to me but also very visceral like we've all i mean i have not fallen down in a lobby but we've there's still time. Most of us have experienced, I mean, falling down in the lobby after having kids. I've certainly fallen down in public um, completely sober and in very embarrassing ways. So, yes, I've done that. But, like, because I was so tired and whatever, yeah. whatever, that hasn't happened. So I haven't lived that explicit experience. Right. But I've lived shades of it that now I can look back on and go, oh, man, that was just having kids, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. I, I think some of it is like it. Um, so... You know, uh, I don't think I need to tell you all this again. But in case you've tuned in for the first time, season four, episode whatever this is, like I don't have children.
1: 22. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, where are we? Uh-huh. I have to keep reminding myself. <laughs> um,
0: but like, I, I mean, I don't have kids, but I, I've watched people I care about have children. One of them is sitting across the table for me, so I'm not. And I'm not putting this emotion to you specifically, but um, you know, as an observer like it just it seems like the hardest job out there or one of the hardest ones and and like um i I think what we're really dancing around here is well they it's peripartum now they don't Mm. really say postpartum i don't know i almost went down a rabbit hole and had to jerk myself back so yeah um maybe from your other work in real life you might know some of that but like i don't know what the actual terminology is but anyways when you have some like emotional things happening to you after a baby like that's what they're dancing around here Mm -hmm. um and and i I think that's what's going on with charlene and i think that is very real and it's like someone who like I'm, i'm a very anxious person i don't know if you know this about me or not nikki um but like i think like I I felt intense for her Mm -hmm. just like seeing that and like whether I'm seeing someone in real life go through that or whatever it is, it just gets that empathy stirring in me a little bit. Uh, I think I'm making myself sound nicer than I am. I'm not that nice, but like it does it like it did something to me a little bit. So
1: I was reading a subreddit uh, post Earlier today, actually, of all days. And it was, what are the biggest cons of not having children? And so people who have kids were coming in and sharing, like, what I think not having kids, what I'd be missing from my life. And one person said – It was a person who didn't have kids and they said, but, but they hadn't, you know, they were older in life and they said, it's the, the feeling of existential dread creeps in on you a lot more because you're not as distracted. You don't have as much to keep you busy. So this feeling of constantly being anxious and constantly worrying about the state of the world and where we're headed, it's a lot more acute for people without kids because you have more time to sit and think. And somebody said, um, no, when you have kids, you do the same thing. You just worry about them now. So it's not you you're worried about in the future of the world and what's happening in your life. You're now worried about kids. Yeah. So it's that concept of it's terrible all the way around. You got kids or you don't. We're all oh. struggling with the same things.
0: Cheers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I feel you. I Watching Charlene, I think you said something a minute ago, like sort of watching the light dim a little bit. Yeah. I think that's that's probably. She
0: radiates.
1: Right? Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, and I think a lot of people do. And I think that, I think back on other friends I have who have had kids and I'm not talking about you this time, Selena, but yes. Um, (laughs) But they have kids and you do go through this phase where it all just dims a little bit. You're just tired and you're struggling. You're learning someone new and something new. That's
0: a fair point. It could be any
1: life struggle. Yeah. It kind
0: of dims it out
1: of you. But yeah, that's, it's tough to watch that it's tough to watch it from someone who's usually so positive and excited like is.
0: well or like something else i think that was brewing there and i think it's just like it's just like a crappy thing to think about like she's she's not been able to care for herself in quite the same way so she doesn't feel as good about herself she feels self-conscious about the weight that she's gained she thinks bill's cheating on her i mean i just think like all those emotional tones are like dialed up to 11 obviously that's a big one of it if you are feeling some even if it is from sheer exhaustion and you're just reading things that aren't there like it doesn't matter you feel what you feel you know um i can say that as someone who has woken up before and been like you left me it was a dream <laughs> it's a dream yeah <laughs> but you left me yeah a ho um you know and you can't like this you feel what you feel um but i i, I you know she has this line she says how in this goes back to the name of the episode i'll just go upstairs then and talk to olivia that's all i'm good for anyway just a big old mom blob i just i've like talked to moms who have had that experience and felt that way and um maybe it's just because i think you were alluding to some of this it's, it's like a major shift in your life and it messes with your identity a little bit um how you've always seen yourself and and so suddenly you're living a very different life Anyways, I
1: just didn't want to ignore the feelings around this one because, like,
0: it's not all fun and games. Sometimes it's real stuff.
1: It is. And, you know, one of my general reactions was that they actually alluded to the fact sort of at the end of the episode that Bill is also really tired, Um, which I actually appreciated because um, I liked that the focus was on Charlene for most of the episode because I think the struggle for mom is just a little bit different than it is for dad. I'm, I'm probably never on mic gonna say harder or easier i'm just gonna say it's different um but dads also are putting a lot out there and they're exhausted and bill's working he's a pilot
0: and sometimes you're getting taken to the woodshed by
1: your significant other so it's i appreciated (laughs) that they did that and i think that was probably the writer's um own personal experience creeping in a little bit themselves that's a good point yeah uh but bill man we i also have to say about bill though his co-pilot telling him his uniform looked good from the back that's
0: a little inappropriate
1: in what world is that ever appropriate he said yeah. it was an innocent com- even in the other the women were like industry. it's an innocent comment yeah and i was like
0: nothing innocent different about times that. man that's what i'm saying like i feel like we're we're just in different times now i'm not saying that like i'm not saying that was ever okay but like what we like we the universal we accepted people
1: saying is I cannot imagine a world in which someone tells my a woman tells my husband he looks good from the back in a uniform and I'm like that's,
0: an innocent that's comment. That's like just like
1: a weird
0: it's just we just, We've had this conversation here before. Like, just don't talk about people's bodies. Just don't talk about bodies, and it man. seems like a really good time.
1: Or, like, to so. say, you know, your uniform is really tailored. It looks, <laughs> did you get something done to it? If she felt compelled she had to say something, that probably is safer. Yeah. But also, I just don't understand in what world. Maybe they was... just didn't want us to like her. I don't like they her. They needed, like, a threatening
0: comment in there to, like.
1: But I also so think that, comment. um. It, it's like a little gaslighty from the rest of the characters to be like, that was an innocent comment. Mm. When Charlene's obviously going through something. No, the truth is in no world would that be appropriate.
0: Uh, yeah. That's a tough one too, though, because maybe they didn't want to amp it up except for Suzanne. Yeah. It's like
1: everyone's cheating. But like, yeah, she might not be wrong. Well, maybe not. The last one I wanted to say generally is that mm-hmm. they specified Charlene only took two weeks off after the baby was born. Do you remember I went down a rabbit hole trying to figure out how long Gene Smart was off the air? And I never, never found a like a real answer. Was it two weeks? But I'm thinking it was only like two oh weeks. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't think it was very long. Oh, look at that. Mm, yeah. So
0: that was actually, that's great because that's my first straight observation, except it looks more like Charlene only took two weeks after, off after she had a baby. WTF? That's my first observation, like, because that's nonsensical. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And you're not even healed. No, you're still, like you're, your bleeding. personage is not.
1: You're still bleeding for like three, for four weeks after that. Sure. Yeah. If you had a vaginal delivery, right. if you had a C-section, you're probably not even medically cleared to pick up your baby yet. Right. Should not be going back to work till you pick up your baby. Yeah. I think it's, it. I think fortunately with the 2023 lens, things have shifted quite a bit now and that is not the norm mm-hmm. necessarily. But I think we've talked here before about, I've certainly encountered women who like, especially working in retail, that is normal. That is more normal for them to be back at work within a couple of weeks.
0: I, I think I talked about my drama teacher. She was back in two weeks, yeah. but she had mm-hmm. had five children. I mean, I agree first of all, but like I can't. I certainly can't imagine it being your first. Yeah, um, and that she was like, "Whatever, it's fine." Oh Lord, it's no problem. And then she yelled at me because yeah, was that's it really okay?
1: Everything. I mean, the, the other thing though is like emotionally. Even if physically you feel okay, emotionally you just don't. You probably shouldn't be interacting with the world in a professional manner. Did you
0: see how just me watching this episode yeah. affected me? Yeah. Like, yeah. So, t-
1: t- what we're trying to say is. Take care of yourself, everyone. I I was telling Carolina recently because her birthday just passed. And every time her birthday passes, it gets me thinking about the first week she was born. I literally laid in the floor of her bedroom while she was crying. And I cried. And I cried because she was crying. And I cried because she was growing up so fast. And I cried because she was growing up so slow. And I cried because she was going to be graduating high school next week, you know, like all the things. And if we're not going to we'll be crying again. I'll be crying again. Yeah. But one, that was within one week of her being born. That went on for months, that emotional roller coaster. And then I got pregnant yeah. again when she was six months old. And so my hormones were not stable for years. I'm not confident they're stable now. <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, well, um, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> we'll take you any way you are. Um, same, just in a different kind of way. Um, I I have one more stray, which is that I found the uneasy juxtaposition between one's vision for something and the way you think it's going to go and the reality no. of something <laughs> to be really uh, relatable, which is like this idea of Mary Joe and Julia like trying to like fix things for them and put together this like lovely dinner. So this perfect evening is like described. Now this is in some in cut lines, but as a chauffeur car and a candlelit dinner and one perfect rose. But in reality, they're hauling a gigantic ice chest up fifteen flights of stairs, have forgotten the silverware down at the bottom, and Anthony's like puking in a corner. And that's the reality. Um, also, my anniversary trip. <laughs> one <laughs> right happy anniversary. um i was re-watching it this morning and i just wanted to say that like i think it's really nice what they did but like why would you stay why wouldn't you set up the dinner i know it's for comic effect okay yeah. but let's just take a step back and go to reality like wouldn't you leave well, would you set up a romantic dinner there's a be very like, well, small table
1: so they had to have their plates interchanged throughout the meal uh-huh Let's we'll just sit here and watch you. <laughs> like my favorite stray of the episode was that this rooftop garden that Charlene. Speaking of like how you expect something to be and how it plays out, the rooftop garden was really a couple of flower pots with sticks in it. Did you notice that yeah. there were no flowers? They hadn't.
0: Uh, we hadn't yet entered the Instagrammable
1: <laughs> rooftop garden era that we're well, in. But like, now. I expected some flowers,
0: not yeah. sticks. I mean, the fact that they, it wasn't like clearly also still in sugar bakers (laughs) yeah was kind of amazing it's
1: kind of a big deal yeah the other stray that i had was that now that you've brought up dubbing from the wedding episode all i could see was anthony dubbed over the singing i couldn't unsee it i barely noticed it with julia or if i noticed it, it just like moved through my head right now i can't unsee it with Anthony. Sorry about that. Thanks for ruining the magic. I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs>
0: with the backdrop of the city that's like painted. <laughs> <laughs> like that morning.
1: Yeah. Uh, I had a couple of cut lines. Uh, you just mentioned one that was, you know, their vision of how the night was going to be. Um, Suzanne did know about the spot on um, uh, on, oh, uh uh-huh. Charlene's jacket. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, well, you should have told her. Um, and she was like, uh, it's. she said it's not very attractive and then uh, Julia I think said well Suzanne you should have told her I'm sure Charlene didn't know she hasn't had a good night's sleep in two months she's completely exhausted so I feel like that just sort of underscored how tired Charlene was Agreed. Mm-hmm. and then um, oh there's one other thing when she talked about when Charlene talked about the Dunwoody Hotel the script website that we follow called it the Dinwiddie Hotel <laughs> it just made me laugh <laughs> that's funny
0: Dinwiddie so that's obviously their favorite spot Yes, of course. Mm -hmm. So that was my last stray. That's funny. Um, Want to talk about some things that we liked?
1: Yes. I really liked the last scene where Charlene is snuggling Olivia. Um, I thought it was a really nice way to tie up the episode. And then I think it may have been a callback to an earlier episode when – they were dating they were sitting at the fire I kind of like canoodling thing. yeah i felt the same thing cuz you get that shot of their socks or yeah, something yeah uh-huh
0: so I, I i teared up a little bit there yeah because i do it was think very there sweet. is something it's just it's beautiful again this is like one well, of those areas where i feel like i'm a little bit out of my depth but it's like uh this idea that like i don't know parenthood's beautiful you know like it's building a family together well, it's it, building a future doing something Like, really big together. And so, him just sitting there and like the love on his face, the admiration like, he doesn't want to be up on a rooftop with no garden. He wants to be having a lovely meal. He wants to be able to be there in the home that they've built together and just watching his wife and baby because that's like, that's the biggest deal for him right now. It was beautiful. I thought that was pretty sweet. It was lovely. So my likes, I think you could cull all of mine together into Suzanne's hot takes across this episode um, or things that I liked. Oh, uh uh-huh. So she has the hot take on breastfeeding. (laughs) So... I wrote down these, well, I didn't write them down, but um, she, her lines here were really funny. Well, I don't know why Charlene insists on nursing this baby. It's like some kind of epidemic. Everywhere I go, any time of the day or night, I see these women whipping themselves out and acting like public refilling stations. I mean, they act like just because there's a baby attached, it's not a breast anymore. Could you see me unleashing one of these outdoors? All hell will break loose. I felt very strongly about that. She sure did. It is definitely a hot take to see that in 2023, (laughs) but I still thought it was really funny. She also had some uh, hot take dating advice for Mary Jo. You know what you need, Mary Jo? A gun. You wouldn't believe the hassle it saves. You pull a gun on a date, sets the tone for the whole evening. I guarantee he won't ask you out again. She just...
1: Full of all the advice. I died laughing when she slapped the NRA sticker on the door of
0: It's just such a perfect setup. You know, this morning I thought about that and I was like, I wonder if something was going on, like some kind of like campaign or something that was under one of their skins, like one of the writers or something where they're like, oh, cool. And then they were like using Suzanne as a little bit of a vehicle again for that kind of whatever. Um, I also like it. uh, I have that as one of my likes, but also her bedtime story. Oh uh, all the rich men trying yeah. to get with her were pretty was pretty great.
1: So actually on that note, yeah. um on the first watch when Suzanne called the women to tell them that Olivia said her first word and they were like, What is it? What is it? At oh, the yeah. on the rooftop. I thought they Cluey. were talking gibberish. I didn't realize it was a callback to one of the rich men. That's right. Until I think until I started looking into my references. It was John Kluge.
0: Right. Who I thought, like I I'm sorry, I I don't have a catalog of all of the richest men um in America anywhere. Um and so I this whole time I thought I kept thinking it was Kluge. Oh. Mm-hmm. That was me trying to be fancy. But it's Kluge. <laughs> it's Kluge. It sounds more <laughs> southern if you ask me. Um, and then I, I have one more like um, and I don't want to hear all about any more that you have to share, but is the struggle over the baby monitor between Suzanne on one side, trying to listen to Bill and Charlene with Mary Jo and they're like running her inter- interference. I liked it when her, like uh, Mary Jo and Julia sit down on the couch. They're like throwing under the pillows <laughs> Because if anybody hasn't watched it in a while or whatever, like, it's broken, so they can't turn it off. So they're just trying to squash the noise, and she points at Suzanne, like, (laughs) it's just very, like, don't you dare come
1: over here. I don't know. The whole thing was just, I thought it was really good. I liked it. Like Anthony's retelling of the gas station food was like physical humor slash um, just delivery in that same vein that I thought was perfect. I just loved every line. I love the way he delivered it. Well, it's like
0: you've been to that gas station. Yeah. You know what I'm
1: saying? Yeah. And you're like, ah, oh, yes, the one off of <laughs> everything about it made I-, I laughed out loud every time. I watched this episode.
0: And you don't make good decisions when you're hungry. I I would totally be stroking off out of a vending machine. (laughs) I I wouldn't even think twice about it. I'm coming off a stomach bug. Oh, my (laughs) bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, I almost didn't even put in our document like something about food the other day. Because I was like, for y'all, I had asked her how she feels about olives. And I I was like, man, if olives makes her queasy,
1: I don't feel good about anything for like five days. I'm sorry. It's cool. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's so good. That's cool. Good. Speaking of things we don't like. <laughs> there, look at you. <laughs> what didn't you like in this episode?
0: Well, so it's funny that you said, like, now you can't get the dub thing out of your head because I said something reversal of that. Uh-oh. Several episodes ago, you talked about Bill's overly flowery language, like, rubbing you oh. the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And so when he said, like, Charlene is the fantasy... I was just like, it's like a little much. It's a lot. It also feels a little bit like, I'm sorry, did someone like pull you out of the classroom or something and give you some tips? Um, And it's T-I-P as in Paul S on like how to like butter up a woman. That's kind of what it sounds like a little bit.
1: Uh, What about you? I didn't like their fight. It was really uncomfortable for it me. It was very
0: uncomfortable.
1: How do you think they felt? I think most especially when Bill held her hormones against her and he was like, you're just like a hormonal monster or something. I can't remember his exact line, but at the very end of the fight when he was charging out, he said that, oh, that was horrible. It was horrible. It's real. I think that's a real fight people have had, but it's just yeah. mean.
0: Or just that idea that like... I just there was sorry. This is not a didn't like, but her Suzanne just knowing that she was about to lay into him. It's just funny if you've been in a relationship long enough, you just kind of know what's happening next. Yeah, Yeah. and you're like, oh, and this is why this might be. Now, this is very heterosexual centric here for a second, so excuse me. Um, uh, Much like the show, but if you take this idea of like, um. Men just suddenly becoming scared about things. It's like this kind of thing where you're like, you want to just talk for a second? <laughs> you know, it is a little bit of bait and switch.
1: I don't know, though. Yeah, I don't think he was, um, I don't think he knew what was about no, to happen. he wasn't. He, he wasn't was not prepared it. at all. Yeah. yeah, he really thought they were going to have a beautiful Olivia I, moment. I
0: don't think Charlene's taking him to the woodshed many Oh, times. that might be
1: true. So That might be true. You ready to rate this sucker? I'm ready. What you got? My rating scale is lab rats on a date. I like it. Yeah. I'm going to give it, so initially I gave it five out of five, but I looked at it again one more time and I was like, oh, maybe that seems excessive. So 4.75 out of five.
0: Okay. I almost lost my coffee on that. I like your exactitude, you know?
1: So I thought this episode was really well done. Um, for me, it, like we've talked about at length, it felt really personal, but it was also heartfelt and funny and sensitive and all the things. So I thought it was really, really well done.
0: I gave it a 4.5 out of five lucrative bedtime stories, (laughs) which are really the ones that I want. Those are the only ones that I want. That's right. I want everything to be lucrative. Um, I thought the writing in this one stayed true to the characters, but it felt fresh. Maybe this is coming back to it being some new writers. I don't know. Who knows what's seated in my brain as I was doing this. But uh, I really like the pacing as well. It feels like we spent the right amount of time in all the right places, which is something that is a bit hit or miss with designing women for me sometimes. Mm. Um, I realize not for everyone, but for me. And even though this one was a little hard for me to watch because this felt so real to me, I also think it was uh, important, especially at this time period when we haven't quite named that postpartum puppy yet, Mm. Mm -hmm. to shine a light on that and how serious that can be. But, like, make it light enough that it's still digestible. So mm-hmm. I thought that was really nice and important.
1: Do we want to talk about some 90s things? I have two. Julia's mystification around the baby monitor. Mm-hmm. She was just, like, enthralled with it. Imagine right. how she'd feel today with cameras. I know. Well, she wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. Uh, and then levelors on the windows. Um, that's what Charlene went to talk to the client about. It felt like a really blatant call out to the brand name. But I looked into it and I can't figure out why it was so specific. They're just blinds, like window blinds. Mm -hmm. I don't know why they called that out specifically. I don't know if that was like the creme de la creme back in the day. They sell them at Home Depot now, I think. Well,
0: you know what's funny is like I read somewhere recently that like, or maybe we talked about this in the Steel Magnolias episode, this idea that like Southerners, we don't just say a thing, we say the brand. Oh, I don't think we've talked about that. Oh, okay. Tell me this theory. So this is like, why don't you go get something out of the Frigidaire? Oh, like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and so, and, or like um, calling everything Coca-Cola, like these kinds of things. And so I, I wonder if maybe that was an unintentional hat tip towards that. I oh, don't know. I don't know. Or maybe just trying to be like, again, like trying to bring that level of thought to like, who oh, we're designed design firm, Yeah, So clearly maybe. we wouldn't call the brand out. So I don't know. Anyway
1: window blinds and like an extensive conversation with your interior designer about them felt 90s in some way or at least dated
0: yeah I like that do you have other 90s things so just one more which is Suzanne flipping through a magazine which leads me into the southern category which was her looking for a gun rack in said magazine Mm. I realize people outside of the south have gun racks I'm just saying felt southern what
1: southern things did you have Dunwoody is a, a town a city in outside of Atlanta and then the the statement getting taken to the woodshed that oh, feels good. southern it does I, I w- probably should have googled that I said it eight
0: times and I didn't even have it in my southern category um oh, well sometimes things just sound southern that's okay I do it funny. all the time I never look it's fine um I, I look into <laughs> other I look into other ridiculous things um so on the note of the Dunwoody Hotel, though, it got me thinking because this is where they had their first date or whatever. And I was like, man, I know we've talked about this. And so I look back through some uh, painstakingly, I might add, through some old things. And it's the old Ritz-Carlton that we talked about at some point. And they tore that one down and it was in Dunwoody. So it was a real place. Um, again, just
1: talking about actually bringing some details into the So show. they tore down the old Ritz-Carlton used to be the Dunwoody Hotel?
0: it yeah i'm sorry okay it's one and the same okay got it i think until someone wants to tell me that i'm wrong but that was what was in the notes and i'm sorry i wasn't gonna do any more digging that because i remember it went down like eight by it i mean me went down like eight rabbit holes i ain't doing that again um references we want to
1: talk about the rich people the bass family from texas um I found a Forbes article that said the brothers Sid, Edward, Robert, and Lee each inherited 2.8 million dollars from their oil tycoon uncle when he oh, died. Each, yeah. Okay,
0: that makes it sound like a lot more.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, since then, they've invested their funds and uh, obviously grown their wealth a little bit. So, in 2017, they sold oil and gas interests um, to Exxon Mobil for 5.6 billion dollars in stock. They were number 20 on Forbes' most, most Wealthy Families list in 2020.
0: Yeah, it's funny because like my thought on, when I, we obviously read the same Forbes article, but my thought was like how much more interesting that would have been to Suzanne. Maybe there would have been more than just facial detection.
1: Mm, yeah. When
0: one of the brothers went to kiss her in her bedtime story. Yeah. They also have steaks and bluebell ice cream. Oh, good for them. And Blue I just figured, I
1: homemade ice cream. that's Southern,
0: it's Texan, I guess. I don't know. Anyways, I I like ice cream. You like ice cream. I thought I'd mention it.
1: The ice cream on the cake. Right.
0: (laughs) Or in the cake. (laughs) Or under the cake. Or in my bed. (laughs) Where I have my ice cream sometimes.
1: (laughs) Um, And then John Kluge was that reference we just talked about. He's a rich guy. At one point, he was the richest in America. He lost
0: that title to Bill Gates three years later. And I thought it would have been real fun to hear her talk about Bill Gates. Mm. I wonder if maybe he'll get a mention later on. Again, like, I have watched designing women many times but i've never watched it at this level so uh i wouldn't know that i also thought it would be funny because like just connecting it back to suzanne's bedtime story i think one of the reasons she was the most interested in him is because he was already like 103 then Mm -hmm. and but he actually wound up living until 2010 so the joke's on her yeah jokes on her um uh sorry i know this is a real person's life all right, John. That's fine. Uh, I had one more, which is Charlene calls Bill Mr. Top Buns when she's mad at him. So first of all, that's just funny, but also it's a nice little Top Gun reference.
1: Oh, I, you know what?
0: I thought she called him Top Gun. Yeah, Top Buns, which goes back to the lady's comment about got it. how nice he looks in his uniform from behind. I get it now. Yep. It took a little while. <laughs> well, that's all right. That was all of my references.
1: All right, so next episode, season four, episode 23, Suzanne goes looking for a friend. We'd love everyone to follow along with us and engage. Instagram and Facebook, at Sweet SweetTNTV tiktok at sweet tea tv pod you can search for us on youtube sweet tea tv or if you want to use our username it's at sweet T tv 7371 our email address is sweet tea tv pod at gmail.com and our website is www.sweet tv.com. you can find all of our show notes there and additional ways to support the show uh, and come back thursday for extra sugar where we're going to talk about well, we're going to talk
0: about michelin star restaurants uh with a focus on the south All right. Well, you know what that means. What does it mean, Selena? It means that everyone has such a nice frame from behind.
1: And we'll see you around the bend. That's right. Bye. Bye.